Yeah, I just want to welcome everybody to church today. It's so good to have you here. To our people online, welcome to church. It's so good to have you there. Like our host said, please climb into the chat. Let us know who's watching, where you're watching from. We want you to be a part of what we are doing here. And to everybody here at church, welcome. Come on, I just want you to quickly just... Give a round of applause to and say welcome to all our new visitors and make everybody feel at home. It's so good to have you all here. And uh, I'm just going to ask him to switch on the house lights as well. There we go. It felt like I was in my bedroom talking to myself. This, you know what? I, I, I can't lie to you. This is what it was for, when the lights were off. That is what it feels like for when we um, practice. You know, we go into a room. We stand there all alone. My daughter's teddies are on the bed, and I preach. We got saved teddy bears at home, people. That's our kind of family. We got saved teddies. But we are so glad that you guys are all here today. I'm going to do something. We don't usually do this, but I get to do this at this moment. I would like you to just join me. Because today is the day we celebrate the birthday of my genetic female elder. For everybody else, it's my mom's birthday today. Today, So can we just send some love to her? Come on. Yeah. Everybody was looking at me and was like, you from a test tube? I don't know. No, just, <laughs> that's okay. Okay. So... Um, yeah, today we're kicking off a brand new series, so I'm going to ask you to get your Bibles, get your cell phones, everybody back at home, you guys know what to do, climb in the chat, put your caps lock on, turn to someone here in the auditorium, turn to someone sitting next to you on your couch, or just let us know, we've got a family that wants to chat to you online, so please, turn to someone now quickly and just tell them, let's go, let's go, are you ready, are you ready, let's go. So can I ask you to please turn with me to the book of 2 Corinthians. Today we're just going to spend time in a single passage. We're going to unpack it and we're going to see how God speaks to us through this. And this is what it says in verse 6 of chapter 9, 2 Corinthians reads, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly, will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work as it is written. They have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Today we are starting with a brand new collection of talks called the F Word and the reason we, we, we're saying it's talks because we want to 
talk to you about a few things. And you guys know that, that word, that F word that pastors should never use. It's not right for pastors to use that word. And some Christians aren't allowed to use it either. Yeah, you guys know what word I'm talking about. And I was given the right to say that word right now. And that is the F word of finance. Ooh. Uh, so, so guys online, it just went really quiet. I think they switched the lights off as well. No, I'm just joking. They, they're all still here. So we are going to be talking about finance. In my head, it plays out from the crude. Sandy from the crude, she goes, dun, dun, dun. Sorry, it's just how my mind works. But so, so we're going to be looking at finance, but we're going to be taking a totally different angle about what it is to steward finance, how to use finance, and what has God got planned for us through our finances. And so we decided, let's be bold. Let's, let's start every section of talks with an F word. That sounds so bad, right? So today, as we kick off our talks, I want us to look at it from this point of view. And this is the title for today's message, and that is, I am favored. I want you guys to speak that over yourselves right now. Say, I am favored. At home, I want you to type in the comment, tell someone, I am favored. Tell the person next to you, I am favored. Not you are favored, because we need to start believing that I am favored. So before we get into it, can we just open up in prayer? So Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that your word encourages us, grows us, stretches us, but most importantly, blesses us, Father God. So we ask, speak to us through your word today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I've, I've, got, to, I've got to tell you, um, I, I like sharing stories so you guys can get to know me better. And when my wife and I first got married, we had these um, couches they, they were big couches. How many of you guys love big couches? You know, they're your Sunday afternoon couches. The ones where after church you go home and you just lay down and your whole family can lay down next to you and your Great Dane. Because my wife thought that a Great Dane, a great dane is a good indoor dog. Um, I, I'm letting you know it is. Um, but in any case, so we had these awesome couches when we just got married. And maybe like two years into our marriage, we decided it's time we get new couches. So, you know, we had to wait. You know, it was that time, you know, middle of the month, salty crack. Desperate time. So we decided we're going to wait till the end of the month to get rid of the couches and buy us new ones. And somehow, my wife came across people that desperately needed new couches. Needed new, just needed couches. So what she did was, is without telling me, because we had plans, you know, we were going to sell the couches and use that money to help us buy something else. So she found this family. I don't know how she did it, found out their story, and um, she was going to give the couches away. So I come home from work, and I was riding my wife's car at the time. As you can see, I'm, I'm a very fit, uh, I fit into big cars, um, a kind of person. And I was riding her car, which was a little Fiat Uno. You know, you know those things? And as I feared paleo, oh my gosh, just as bad. But in any case, so as I pull up 
to my house this one afternoon. In my yard, I see a trailer with these people carrying out my couches. Just remember, she hasn't told me anything. And in my mind, I'm going, oh my gosh, we're being robbed. So I stop the car and I climb out. And I kid you not, it literally made the sound as I climbed out because it was like such a tight squeeze. And I'm like out there and I'm like, hey! And my wife comes, no, 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 no. We're giving it to them. I'm like, really? Be still my beating heart. Like, what the heck is going on here? So, cut a long story short, we ended up giving the couches to these people, very nice, apparently, and uh, they left with our couches. Guess what? We didn't have couches. So, I'm like, my gosh, it's still far before the end of the month. We can't afford to buy new couches. And my wife walks up to me and she goes, you know what? I just felt we needed to bless them with these couches. We just needed to get away, give it away. We didn't need the money. We're going to be able to afford it. And, and she's like welling up and crying. And it's like this story. They just needed it. So we blessed them with the couches. And now we don't have couches. So I'm like, oh, well, that's okay. And before the end of the week, we get a phone call from Ali's parents, my in-laws. And they go, listen, we just bought us brand new couches. Do you guys want our Old couches. Now, their old couches was a month old. And, and they bought it from a place that I couldn't even afford to walk into. You know? And so I'm like, absolutely not. We will come and fetch them now. So, so we got brand new couches before that week ended after giving our couches away. And, and you guys must understand this. Those couches that we, were, that we ended up, that my wife ended up blessing, we ended up blessing people with, they were actually given to us when we got married. So when we moved into our house, it was a blessing to us. We didn't have, so someone gave it to us. And my wife just felt in her heart that this is what we need to do. We need to give it away. And this is the thing. She knew that because we had, we could give an open room for God to do something amazing in our lives. You see, we ended up from that moment saying we want to live a life that is generous. We want to be generous with the way we live. And this is something that we need to understand as we talk through this thing of finance, that we are favored. And this is what we need to understand about generosity. It's about sowing, not sacrifice. Because when you sacrifice something, you give it away never to see it again. When you sow, you're giving it with an expectancy to see what God is going to do next. You see, there's this principle in the Bible that talks about sowing and reaping. As you sow, you are waiting for something to grow from it. I love what it says and how Paul and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Now, I just want us to take a moment there. How many of you guys have heard that scripture before? But a lot of times when we have heard it, you know, we kind of cringe like, it's like, are they going to ask us for something? Hey? And, and the reason we cringe is because it's been used to make us feel like we aren't doing something right. 
And I want to set you free today. That is not what that scripture is all about. Because what it is saying, it doesn't matter how you give. When you sow something, you will get back. Whether you give generously or whether you get, give sparingly, you will get back. This is what we need to understand. That specific scripture should actually encourage us. Because if God can bless us through something as small and what I would see insignificant as two couches and bless us with something better, imagine what he can do with our finances being generous. We always think that, man, I can't give, so I'm going to hold back. No, it says just give. Give. And as you sow, watch what God is going to do. And I would like you guys to remember this. We don't give to get, but we get to give. I, I want that to sink into your heart at this moment. Don't ever come to, to Jesus is not a genie in a bottle. That we say, hey, okay, I need more, so I'm going to give. No, you don't give to get. But this is what we should be like as Christians. We get to give. Come on. Say, I am favored. Because once we understand that, we will see this. We live a generous life. We live generously so that others can live a life of opportunity. Another story. I like stories. We um, were on our journey to plant a church in Cape Town. We moved from the High Felt to Cape Town. And the amazing thing was that when we arrived here on our last trip before moving, friends of ours from where we come from asked us to connect with a specific school here in Cape Town. And, and there's a, a history behind it. And so she gave us a little envelope, and she's like, you know what? If you can, connect with the principal of the school and just give them this gift. So we know nothing about the Cape. We don't know areas. Um, we know absolutely nothing. Once again, did you know when you fly to a place and you hire a car, they give you the biggest car they have? Do you guys know how spacious an I-10 is? All of me fits in that. Come on, it's amazing. <laughs> so um, we arrive in Cape Town, and, and let, me, let, me, let me tell you, this school is in a place called Elsie's Rafid. <laughs> yeah, I found that out afterwards. <laughs> it's like, whoa. So um, th there's this little daycare called Elsie's Rafid Daycare. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's just a place. We go into that place, and you know you feel you're in the wrong place. Hey, have, you ever, have you ever been to a place and you're like, this is not where I'm supposed to be? That is what I felt like. And I was like, okay, so we decided, no way, let's contact the principal because they went at the school the day we went there, phoned up the principal, told her, this is where we are, we'd like to sit down and chat to them. We meet them the next day at Mug and Bean in Tiger Valley. So much safer, I'm just saying. So... Before, before they arrive, so we're sitting in Mug and Bean, my wife and I. Now, you must understand, this is the lady that spoke to people and cried and gave away our only couches. So I sit her down at this table, and I'm like, let's have a chat quickly. You promised them nothing. 
You sit there, you listen, and we chat. We hear on mission, envelope, get out. Okay, you got it, you got it, you got it. She's like, okay, sharp. We sit down there, and these two amazing women walk in, elderly ladies, they sit down, Afrikaans. Mm. You know, my Afrikaans is, yeah. And so, so we start chatting, and we start speaking to them, and we tell them what it was or how we got to get into contact with them, and they start crying. And they're like, you know what? We've been praying that someone would come along and would partner with us. And then they start telling us about the story of how the school started and how they have all these kids that are in a situation where some of them go home on Friday and the last meal they have is at school till Monday again. Where kids come to school and they witness how people are dying in front of the school gates. And and, and they're telling us the story, and this lady, she's just explaining. She rides here from the north, and she goes, she set up the school, and just the joy that it brings to those kids because they are there. And I look around, and Ali's crying, and I go, oh, no. <laughs> I look at them, they're crying. I'm like, oh, here we go. I realize I'm crying. I'm like, oh, we're in big trouble now. I look at the waiter, and they're crying. I'm like, oh. And we're sitting there, and we're crying, and without even thinking, I pitch up, and I'm like, what do you need? What can we give you? And she looks at me, and she goes, and you told me not to, huh? But you see, we live generously so that others can live a life of opportunity. And even last year, in, so we've been partnering with the school. We, we go there, we pray, we bless the kids. Last year, in the middle of the pandemic, our church, with the help of, of other people, raised enough funds to buy every single kid a Christmas gift. Why? Because we get to give. And we live in such a way that they get an opportunity to experience the love of Jesus. You see, God gives to us so that we can give others an opportunity to experience Him. We need to live generously so that others get to live a life of opportunity. We, uh, uh, quickly, turn with me again. We're going to, we're going to go to um, verse 8 of 2 Corinthians 9. This is what Paul writes, and he goes, And God is able to bless you, what's that word? Abundantly. He's able to bless you abundantly. In other translations, it says, all grace will abound to you. Now, if you go and study about the word all grace, grace means favor. This is what we're talking about. We are favored. And God will make sure that you remember that you are favored. Abundantly means in large amounts. So you will get favor in large amounts. Let's carry on reading. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need. Last year, two years ago, we did a Greek study in our church about that word all. It took us three weeks to get it, get through it. And you know what all means in, in Greek? It means all. <laughs> Simple. At all times. When you're at school, when you're at work, when you're at home, when it's good, when it's bad, in all things, when I have and when I'm broken, at all times, I will have all that I need. Why? 
because He is faithful. Our God is faithful so that we can be favored, so that you will abound in every good work. There He is telling us that we are blessed so that we can be a blessing. You guys have all heard that phrase. This is what it's saying here. I like that word abound because once again, the word abound means to have a lot. But it also means to thrive. So it means to thrive a lot in good works. And verse 9 goes, As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Everything we read there comes down to this one thing, generosity. We need to be generous. In your finances, you are favored so that you can be generous, so that I can be generous. While we are on this earth, he is going to use us. God is going to use us, our resources, our talents, our gifts. Why? So that we can change the world so that we can partner with him to bring blessing onto this earth. Sorry, onto this earth. Check this out. We are made in the image of God, right? How many of you guys agree? Alrighty. So if we are made in the image of God, it means we have his character, right? So when it says he is creative, we are creative. How many of you guys agree? You are creative. How many of you guys have ever drawn a stick maniki? You are creative. I mean, how many of you guys have drawn a man that looks real? Okay, um, I see that, and let me take a photo. No, that's awesome. Some of us can't do that, but we are creative. How many of you guys know that God is love? Which means as we have his character, we get to show love, right? How many of you guys know God is generous? Ah. So what does that mean? It means that we get to be, there we go, we get to be generous. And once again, let's go back to that word called abundantly. Abundantly, the word abundance is measured by how much you give, not by how much you have. On the world standards, it's all about, look at what I have. But in true essence, abundance is how much we can give away. That is what it means to live a life of generosity. The world says get. How many of you guys remember that movie, Jerry Maguire? I love that part in the beginning, just after he loses his job, and he's chatting to that other guy, and he's like, come on, Jerry, show me the money. And he goes, show me the money. And he goes, no, Jerry, sing it to me. Show me the money. And then he goes, no, man, come on, Jerry. And he puts on the music and he goes, show me the money. You see, that is the world's concept of what being abundant is. The world says get, whereas what we've just read, the word says give. Come on. Jesus gave so that we, in this time, get to do the same. So I want us to turn to the last two verses of this passage. And I want to close with this. Verse 10. Now he 
who supply seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. The last thing I want us to understand is that we are blessed to bless. We are blessed to give. We are blessed to see change come upon this earth. Or should I even say, we should change that around. We are blessed to effect change in our time. That is what godly finance working is all about. I am favored. Last week we spoke about Elijah and this widow from Zarephath. And when he went to her, she said, I have just a little oil. And, and we understand from that specific story, as she gave what she had, it was a lot to her. There was increase. God provided more. And that is what we will always see in Scripture. When we give out of what we have, there will always be a surplus to carry us through. And that is what we need to grab hold of. Like we started, it says, how you sow, you will get back. And like I say, I want you to be free from the idea that says, I can't give in excess. No. But verse 7 says, give joyfully. Give joyfully. It doesn't matter currently how much you give. We're going to be talking through this series about the different ways that we give. But if we live a favored life, we should understand we get to give. And in that, God is faithful to bless us. We give, God supplies more. It's like my kids. One day, we were, we, we were sitting at a place, and my, my son Judah comes and he goes, can I get a biscuit? We're like, of course you can. And I gave him a biscuit, and he disappeared. And not even two seconds later, he comes back, he's like, can I get a biscuit? I'm like, okay, here's a biscuit. And he runs away, and he comes back, and he goes, hey, Dad, can I get a biscuit? I'm like, no way. These are my biscuits. And he's like, but my friends need biscuits. And I understood. As he gave, he knew his dad had. Do you know your dad has? As you give, your dad gives. Now, your dad is way better than me. He doesn't just give one as you ask. He gives in abundance. And that's what you need to understand today. You are favored. He won't just give, but he will make sure that you can give enough to be generous. Let us pray. So Lord Jesus, we thank you that your word is not there to condemn us, but to set us free. And Father, right now I pray that in everybody's hearts today, 
we will have freedom from what it means to give. May we get the principle that it's not us sacrificing something. To some of us, we need to. But Lord, may we see it as sowing into your kingdom. Because as we sow, there is a harvest. And I like what you say in your word. is like, not only do you give us increase in when we sow, but you give us more seed to sow. So we are blessed and favored all around. So I speak that over everybody here today and everybody online. You are favored. God loves you. You are blessed. So I bless you in Jesus' name. And what I want to do now is I like doing this. I want to give everybody an opportunity that I got so many years ago. And we cannot go through a Sunday not being able to do this. And to everybody online, if you don't know this Jesus that I'm talking about that blesses you despite how you give, but you give with a good heart so that you can understand that, you know, if I'm generous, I will be given more in generous, abundant amounts. If you're going, Mala, I need to know this Jesus that saves and sets me free, I would like to introduce you to him. And it's as simple as doing this, just inviting him to be Lord and Savior of your life. So I'm going to ask you and everybody else here in person today, if that is you, can you just repeat this prayer after me? And it goes like this, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. I know I have lived in sin without you in my life. So today, I ask you to be Lord and Savior of my life. I turn away from my old habits and I look to you. I believe you died on the cross for me, taking my sin and shame. And on the third day, you rose again and you're alive, seated next to God, our Father. So I give you my heart, give you my thoughts, my speech, my actions, everything of me so that I can follow you. I love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on. If that was you today, we would just like to say welcome to the family. If there was anybody in this auditorium that said it as well, I would like you to meet us after the service. We would like to pray with you. We'd like to chat you through this journey. If that was you online, put it in the comments. Climb on our webpage. There is a little um, info card. Fill it out. Tell us about the decision you made, and we will make sure someone gets into contact with you. May you all be blessed. May you know that you are, what's that F word? Favored. Come on, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. He loves you. He loves you. Amen.